And I'm so excited about this episode. I've titled this today that a breakdown doesn't have to be a beatdown. A breakdown doesn't have to become a beatdown. You know, sometimes in life you feel like everything that comes against you, all the difficulties in life just begin to beat you down until you just want to give up and surrender. We've all been there. I've been there, and I'm sure you have as well. But a breakdown doesn't have to become a beatdown. Most things that break in our life are usually discarded. The problem is we just can't throw everything away. Your marriage may have a breakdown, but that doesn't mean you throw it away. That's that's foolishness. That's what that's what children do. They throw away things. They discard things quickly. And our relationships are things that we can't afford to just simply discard because we've had some difficulty. It's certainly not a solution for our lives. Your automobile, your automobile may break down, but doesn't mean you automatically just throw it away. It may be worth the repair. We must understand that part of life includes broken things. Broken hearts, broken dreams, broken promises, broken, broken, broken. You may not want to hear that, but it's the truth. Unfortunately, too many people in the body of Christ never tell us that brokenness happens. Experiencing heartache it takes place. It's part of life. You will deal with brokenness in your life. The fact that the third person of the Trinity is called the comforter, that alone tells us that there will be times in our life where we're going to need to be comforted. But we have to remember, because sometimes when we're in the midst of the pain, man, we can't see. We, 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 we struggle to truly understand and balance everything out in our understanding and just just know that just because there is a breakdown right now, it doesn't have to become a beatdown. You know, many things in our life are, they're worth the time and effort to restore. We don't like to admit it, but sometimes, sometimes we're not the one that is broken. We're actually the one that's doing the breaking. And that's a painful reality to come to, to find out that as much as we think we are the ones broken, that actually we are causing heartache in other people's lives. I've told people for years that hurting people hurt people. And unfortunately, it's so difficult to see the damage that we cause in others when we, we are so consumed with the damage that's in our own life. It's one of the greatest challenges with marriage counseling. When a couple feels broken, it's hard to look past the pain to understand the pain that others are going through. Those who are successful in understanding the pain they cause and not just the pain that they were able, um, that they have, they were, they're more able to quickly experience healing in that relationship. And sometimes we get into what I call a Christianese terminology or culture where, where we begin to say things, catchy things that, that, sound good, but they're not necessarily biblical. And ministers are notorious for overemphasizing the blessings of God. You see, I believe in the blessings of God. I am walking, living proof that God is a good God and he blesses me and he is so good to me. And I'm so thankful for everything that God has, God has done for me. But not everything in my life and not everything in your life is always a blessing. Like every teaching in life, it requires a great deal of balance. Life is not 
blessing after blessing after blessing. Sometimes it's brokenness after brokenness. That's the reality. That's the truth. It doesn't mean God's forsaken you. It doesn't mean that God doesn't care. It doesn't mean that God is not in control. It just means you're simply dealing with some pain. You're dealing with heartache. You are dealing with brokenness. You're dealing with the reality of life in a fallen world. But here's good news. In Psalm 34, 17 through 20, the Bible says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I want to say that again. I need you to catch this. The righteous person, not the wicked person, the righteous person may have many troubles. You don't hear that in a lot of churches. You hear God's going to bless you. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. And listen, I believe in that, but there has to be a balance. We cannot convince people that the only thing God does is bless us. There is a purpose for some of the pain that we experience in our life, and sometimes it is a godly purpose. I know you don't want to hear that. You'd much rather just hear all the great things that God will do for you to make you feel great. But God is going to help us in the times of trouble. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. The Lord delivers him from them all. Man, that's, that's the good news is that God is going to deliver that person. He's not going to leave you there. So if that's where you are today, here's the good news. God's not going to leave you there. It may have a purpose, but he will complete that purpose in you, inside you. And there's a reason for it. And you've got to trust him and know that he loves you even in the midst of the breakdown. And when you understand that, your breakdown will never become a beatdown that the enemy intends for your life. So let me give you a few keys that will help you to deal with, with brokenness, breakings in your life, relationships, etc. Let me just give you a few things that will help you navigate through the broken areas of your life. Number one, number one, first of all, admit there is brokenness. That's hard. Just to admit that I'm broken just to admit that I'm broken. I spent a lot of years saying and declaring, I don't understand why somebody is depressed. I, I just don't know how they could be depressed. And and I, I lived a, a long time as a believer not experiencing depression like, like some people I knew struggled with. And I was very grateful, but there came a day that I realized I was depressed. And I, I honestly didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know what to do. I was struggling. That depression was real and I did not know how to respond to it. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this episode is there are so many people that struggle and they have difficulty in their life and they don't know what to do with it. And sometimes, if not careful, you'll begin to feel like a less than Christian. You'll begin to feel like God doesn't love you as much as he loves other people that seem to have it all together. And the truth is none of us are as perfect as we may present ourselves on Facebook and social media. 
You see, you got to admit that you're struggling. If there's a genuine struggle, if there's a broken area, if there's brokenness, admit it. You do not get a trophy for living in denial. Don't get hyper-spiritual and act like, you know, I can't go through struggles. I'm not going to go through struggles. Well, that's not reality. It's not true. And folks, it's not even biblical. It's not realistic. Some of the greatest growth happens in the most strenuous situations. Let me say that again. Some of the greatest spiritual growth will happen in the most strenuous situations that you go through. See, God doesn't want you to be spiritually weak. He doesn't want you to be spiritually spoiled. He wants you to become strong in the Lord and the power of His might. He wants you to become strong in your faith. He wants you to have confidence in His Word. He wants you to become strong. And sometimes your faith grows the most in the strenuous situations that you find yourself in. God doesn't abandon you in those times, but He will help you navigate through them. Number two, evaluate the facts. Now, this is very important, and it's something that I strongly believe in. Evaluate the facts. You see, feelings will lie to you. How you feel about things can lie to you. But I don't want to dismiss feelings, because feelings are real, and they can't be just simply dismissed. But our feelings need to follow facts. Focus on the facts of your brokenness, the cause of your brokenness. Focus on the facts, but also focus on the facts of what God says about it. Not just the fact you're broken, not just the facts about your brokenness, but focus on the facts of what does God's word say about it. You can't just focus on the pain. You must focus on the biblical solution. Number three, pray an honest prayer. Pray an honest prayer. The great thing about prayer is that God already knows everything about the situation. He already knows how you feel about it. He already knows the details. He already knows who did you wrong or what you did wrong. He knows knows every detail. He knows every motive. He knows everything about the dynamic of that situation. So there's no need to dance around it. Pray a real prayer. You see, God wants time with you. God wants time with you. Sometimes God will use pain in your life to actually get your attention. Sometimes he'll use pain in your life just to simply get you to draw closer to him. We can't afford to neglect prayer especially in times of brokenness. When you neglect prayer, the enemy's going to try to take your breakdown and he's going to try to make it a beat down. His goal, the enemy's goal, is to beat you down till you give up. To beat you down until you surrender. To beat you down until you don't even try anymore. And man, that is a, that is a horrible place to find yourself in. That's not God's plan. And in prayer, God will give you the strength that you need. In prayer, God will give you the understanding. In prayer, that intimacy, God will help you. Pray an honest prayer. Number four, focus on the positives. No one is ever healed that is constantly focusing on their pain. Intentionally dwell on the positives in your life. Evaluate what are you looking at? What are you focused on? And in those times, you have to trust the Word. Focus on the Word of God. Focus on 
what God says. Focus on the positives. Number five, this is really important. Be extremely careful to avoid a victim mentality. It is so easy to become self-absorbed and to feel as though everything and everyone is against you. It is so easy to feel as though you are innocent and everyone else is at fault. It is so easy, especially when you have genuinely been broken, especially when someone has hurt you, especially when there's misunderstandings and there's brokenness in a relationship, man. It is it is so important that you don't allow the enemy to take you down a road that is not reality. And that's where you become the victim. And everybody else is wrong. And there's no responsibility on your part. And it's just simply everyone else that has mistreated you and just poor you. And you become a person that needs great pity. And and you, you, you throw yourself a pity party. And, and you find yourself more and more consumed in it. You must be careful to avoid that. Do not develop a victim mentality. Number six. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the lies. Well, Eric, what are you talking about? What lies are you talking about? Now, listen carefully. You are a Christian. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be blessed and never lose, never hurt, never fail, never have bad things happen. How many of you know bad things happen to some great people? Bad things happen to great people. Strenuous things happen to great people. Difficulty happens to great people. Sad things happen. Tragic things happen to some great people. This is where our faith must be developed and our faith must mature. Because our faith in God is not built upon ice cream and cookies. Sometimes there are some shards of glass mixed into our life. The mature Christian life is not one of picnics by the lake. Sometimes it is one of train wrecks in the swamp. Sometimes Christians say things that are catchy, but they're not biblical. Things like, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Oh, well, that sounds great and, and sounds like something really cool to put in social media. But it's a lie. It's a lie. It's not biblical. There are many things that are said by good people but they create fake assurances. They create fake and false understandings of theological and biblical uh, concepts. That's why we don't live off catchy phrases. We live off the soundness of God's Word. I am really praying that God will give us a true revival of sound doctrine and the soundness of His Word. His Word works. We don't have to add anything to it. We don't have to be cool with it. The Word works, man. We need the Word. And we need the Word, the soundness of His Word to be activated in our lives. So what does the Word say? What does the Bible say? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. That's what I'm talking about. That's powerful. Praise the Lord. So until next time, remember this. Faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. God bless you, my friend.